Yes. All right. We have success. <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm good. Good, good, good. I am so happy you are going to be part of this show. It's <laughs> fucking overdue, honestly. And I'm, I'm sorry. I just get... I'm so fucking slow. I, there's millions of people I want to interview and, and talk to. Yeah. And, and it's just... Yeah, it's just I don't have the time. I spend too much time masturbating. What have you been up to? Yeah. Masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you've been up to, too? <laughs> yep. Awesome. <laughs> Hey, how do how should I refer to you? Like, do you want me to stick with your internet moniker, or do you want me to call you by your real name? What's better? Yeah, I guess let's go with Ruby because I don't think people know my name. Um, okay, yeah, you you are the legendary Rubik, of course. Uh, <laughs> dude, no, no, you are legendary. Like, you're you've I, from the very beginning. I've been seeing your name and your amazing abilities to moderate. Bruce's uh, Twitch live streams, like you were an amazing monitor. Like I remember, yeah, like tro- I remember a couple trolls. No troll would get past your firewall. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. And 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 what have you been up to? What's what's new with you? Uh, I mean, I've done nothing since uh, Bruce stopped his Twitch to, uh, hitbox stream. Mm. So basically, he stayed on VR chat. Uh, Riffmax, Converge, and Janus, and basically like been everywhere as much as much as I could, just like posting comments on Reddit and just helping people on forums. And then I asked Bruce if he had some internship for Allspace mm-hmm. because he just made the company appear mm-hmm. with Eric Romo. So he told me I'm going to talk with him and see what I can do. A few weeks after, he comes back to me and say. Well, I have good news. I talked to Eric and basically we find a, a way to do it. So you'll be working with us, uh, you know, from Europe. At first, I really thought I was going to move to, you, to the US, you know, and be part of the road team. But he said, no, 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 you don't need to. I mean, at some point, we're probably going to need, to need you in Europe. So you can stay from, you, from where you are and just help us remotely and be in VR and do demos and all. So since then, it's been a... Four or five months, and it's been crazy. People are Whoa. so really amazing. Every time there's somebody uh, from like who comes to a demo, to a show, or anything in all space, everybody's asking so many questions, and people are just happy to be there, and they're just amazed every time. So I couldn't yeah. dream for a better job at my head. Congratulations, man! That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting, but that yeah, I'm so Thanks. excited for you. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Here's let's do one quick thing. Um, do you have a da- audacity? The uh... ah, yeah. You want me to record my? Yeah, I just yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it might as well. I, I do have a, a multi Skype recorder running in the background, but I don't trust these fucking machines. You never know. So I want to be double safe with you. Yeah. I've okay. done a few podcasts, and uh, I think that was the issue every time. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have to download it. Okay. Uh, I think I'm I'm hitting recorder recording on. Um, audacity right now but it's not even capturing my voice again fucking machines um what okay let's start from the beginning okay because you you and i i feel like we're we can start off our conversation right where we left off but like for those who are like barely coming into the conversation like who are we who and who are you (laughs) tell me your story how did you how did you become rubik how did you get involved with vr and all and like the origin story give it to me so I had no idea. I mean, when I first saw VR was when the the, um, the 
DK1 Kickstarter stopped, so I didn't even knew about VR before like, there was a big boom about it. Uh, I had no money to afford the DK1, so I basically like joined VR chat, was really, really shy because well, my accent at the time was really bad and just I had no confidence, so I just stayed you know, in the background in VR chat, watching people and hearing them talk about stuff. I had no idea anything. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like developer talking about Unity and all, and I was just like fresh out of uh, high school. I knew and nothing about developing, so I just kept my mouth shut for a bit. And then one day they decided to do the introduction circle. So basically we would just like stand in a circle and uh, introduce uh, ourselves. And I don't know, I had nothing to say because, you know, I'm just not a developer. I'm not planning on working anything. I'm just, you know, a kid at that point. And I just wanted to go to college uh, to work in psychology and maybe become a, psychi- a psychiatrist at some point. I had no goal with VR. I had no plan to introduce VR to my current plans. So just basically I'm a you know, I'm a kid, I'm a consumer, I'm going to college next year and that's it. And so I just stayed. I came back every week, a bit stressed every time and just introduced myself and that's it. At some point I just, you know, made friends, friendships because, you know, when you spend hours and hours every single week with people you start to know them and <laughs> yeah. you start to know who they are. So after that, we discovered Bruce, uh, who started his stream. So that was, uh, I mean, it started way before the, the the moment I joined VRChat, but I discovered the stream and just uh, became in love with the character. You know, Bruce is so, so nice, so funny. So, I mean, he basically made everybody else fall in love with VR, even though they couldn't experience it. They just see, saw it through the screen on his stream. And, like, the people in his chat was just were just... So, so cool and just pioneers, and they just they just uh, that big idea of what VR could be and what what is going to going to be. They just wanted to invest to create companies and all. And I was just like, I'm 17 years old. I have no idea what money is. I have no idea what to work is. I mean, I had never had a job before, so I was just staring with big eyes every time they started to have conversation about stuff. So, I mean, that's like when you're a kid and you're sitting at growing up table you know you have they're talking politics mm-hmm. uh like economics you have no idea but you're just really amazed about everything so that was it and just i said to be you know trying to be funny because when you have nothing to show for you're trying to you know make something and so i just like i i was good with finding relevant images on google image that's that's all that's my that's my talent you know <laughs> so at some point just starting to post stuff and you know it became funny and I, ju- I just bugged, uh, you know, Bruce. I told him, maybe at some point you'll need, uh, you'll need a, you know, uh, an admin to, in case there's trolls or just to help you with it. And so I asked him a few times at some point and say, okay, next time you are, uh, you know, an admin on the, the stream. And at that point just snowballed into uh, what there is today. I just managed to make a, a name for myself. You know, there are, I had no idea about, anything related to development and you know i just tried to help every single dev i could i just uh, you know help them with advertising uh like being testing their app like beta testing uh you know speaking about their stuff uh buying whatever they 
that in the shops or Kickstarters, and that's it. Just try to be as helpful as I, as I could because I, you know, I couldn't help them with other stuff. So, and at some point, just I went into college and I just got really bored because you know <laughs> during the day I would just stand on a bench and you know hear someone talk about stuff and for hours. And when I come back, I came back to my house basically. I would go on VR chat because I still had no rift at that point and I would just, you know, listen to people and when it's 4am and you have to wake up at 6am to take the train thereafter, you just start to make choice, uh, to make choices you know, you're like, do I go to college tomorrow or do I just stay a bit more, you know, because <gasps> Wow, I mean, man, you're amazing <laughs> The choice is always easy <laughs> It's always like you, you always value what you're doing now against what you're going to do tomorrow. But because I knew I was going to be bored, uh, I was like, okay, I can stay a bit. And the starting point was when the dev told me Palmer was going to come on VR chat. And I was like, okay, tomorrow is a really important day uh, at college. I have a few exams. I cannot miss it. And then he told me, okay, Rue, if you want to come, you have a spot. So we're like going to be 10, maybe less to speak to Palmer, and I was like, I cannot miss it. I mean, if I have something in my history, you know, I have to say I spoke to Palmer because I'm never going to, I probably, I'm, if I go to the US once, I'm probably no, never going to meet him and probably never going to talk to him. So I was like, that's my only chance to, like, even hear his voice, like, in real life. I mean, in VR, but in real life. And so I was like, okay, so I made my choice now, it's over. I'm going to stay up until 4 a.m. and I'm not going to go to school tomorrow. But at least I'm going to, you know, to to be happy and just let's say I'm going to face the consequences of not going to college and miss exams. It's okay. I mean, I've done it, so I could do it again. But then during the night, we got the opportunity to just ask a few questions to Palmer, and I was like, "Do what's your advice uh, on me, on my situation? Should I go?" to college for a few years, like do nothing related to VR because in France there's absolutely nothing. And at some point, like try to do something with a, a doctorate or, you know, do a, a thesis on VR and that's it, try to do something from that. Or do I stop now and do I try to make my, a name for myself in VR and be relevant now and needed and what's useful and really cool? And you basically told me stay in school. But coming from someone who left college to do what he wanted to do, I couldn't take the advice, seriously at least. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knew what he was saying because he explained to me, you need to because when people will need somebody in VR, even though experience is a thing, most of the people will still need something to show for, and that's a doctorate, a diploma. So you need something at the end. But I couldn't take the advice anyway because I, I don't know. It's like when I put in uh, the face each other, it was like staying up late, like listening to really cool people, like do something really funny. I mean, VR chat, we had ton. I mean, the blast every time, mm. and it was just really amazing the demos every time. So that and stay eight hours on a bench at school, le- learning like boring stuff. I mean, it was really boring the first few years. So. I made this choice really quickly. I basically didn't went to college for 
well, a few months. And my father really couldn't understand because in my family, uh, I'm the only one who got his baccalaureate, his big diploma in high school, and went to university and made a really big studies. So he was a bit, you know, not disappointed, but he couldn't understand my choice yet because VR was nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he couldn't see the future of it. And so I didn't try to convince him. I just said, trust me, I'm going to, to make something. At some point, because it's really cool, and you know, it's not only video games. Because to my father, you know, I'm staying at home, at home. So the only thing I'm doing must be video games. Because what could I, what else could I do on the internet that matters, you know, besides video games? So I could, I, I was not trying to, you know, make him understand stuff because you know he's a bit of the old generation, and you know, with technology and stuff. So I just try to to keep doing what I was doing you know be funny be helpful and you know I kept going for a few months and months and then we st- we saw the community growing really slowly and then DK2 appeared mm-hmm. and I was like okay uh, now is the time I have money saved because I saved from the moment on the DK1 to the moment the DK2 will be released so I had the money for it mm-hmm. and uh, I was in Minecraft uh on my desktop, I was playing, and then uh, Nate uh, Nate Hyde came on the server and said, "Rue, the DK2 is out." So I quit everything. I went on the website. The website was totally trash because everybody went yeah. at the same time. So you know, I, I had like a, a thin line of orange. I had to click on to validate my purchase, and so I did it. And that's it. Like to me, like a, a kid that spent four hundred dollars. <laughs> Like instantly, one click without even thinking, you know, I just, <laughs> there was nothing in my mind, just spend money and that's it. And then it was just waiting, waiting, waiting. And people, everybody was pumped about it. And Bruce, you know, received the DK2 before us and he made a few streams. It basically was amazing. And so what, what from was that point. What was the wait like for you? What was it What was it like to be waiting for that DK2 once you had the order? Like, what do you remember the waiting being like? I don't know because... Uh, oh, another part of the story is that the first person I, I met in the community was Olivier GT, ah. the, the French man. Into this uh, universe, of course. Yes. And so I went to his place like uh, mid-2014 with my father. And uh, so basically he made me try the DK1. He made me try his game. Uh, he gave me chocolate. He made it himself. <laughs> and I was really, really sick uh, because you know he made me try a really cool demos but like 10 in a row so oh. I, I i went from nothing to dk1 tons of demos and I was like uh, okay this is cool but i'm yeah i'm gonna puke so that's <laughs> just wait a minute so i was still amazed i mean i mean the Tuscany demo with the butterfly flying around um uh, i think he had the hydras so it was even better because yeah I could play with the basketball in the room, and I was I was just amazed. So from that point on, I was just waiting for th- something better, and waiting for the DK two uh, was not painful because you know when you it's like waiting for Christmas, you know it's going to be amazing, but mm-hmm. you have nothing. To, I, I always went on VR chat on my desktop, so same goes for VR chat. I'm uh, Rifmax. Uh, I could do that for a few months, a few months, and would be fine. And then I got the DK to uh, in the morning, 
Uh, I had no games. I had nothing installed. Uh, I received my DK2. I went on my PC and I bought Alien Degeneres like one minute after. And it was like a hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. like all the money I had left, I just bought Alien Degeneres. And no hesitation, huh? Yeah, no, no. When you get a DK2, just, just whatever you have planned just goes away and you need to try it. And even though it was really awful, you know, like using the DK2 during the first few months because it was like troubleshooting every time, just installing stuff and I mean it was a nightmare but you know the few minutes it worked was like a dream so it was even better for me because the moment I joined VRChat with the DK2 on was like that's it I'm part of the family now <laughs> I, I know what you guys felt for month and month and now I can finally you know be with you in VR and just that was just amazing what's the difference okay okay so let me ask you so what's the difference uh, how you know what's the difference between and this is a, a, an easy question for you but like for anybody else who that, that doesn't have any familiarity with mm-hmm. vr or has never tried it like you know what are you what is it that you felt that you were missing out on without vr when you were doing vr chat in, in, in desktop mode uh i mean I'm not sure it can be explained, you know, because yeah. it's like looking at a desktop when you've played games on your desktop on your screen all your life, when you have nothing to compare, I mean, of course it's the best because there's nothing else. But when you try the DK1 and you know what what it is to be inside of a game, to see things with the right scale and things in front of you and things gigantic and... Um, I'm not sure it can be compared because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I agree. No, that's, a, that's a good point. No, you're right. It's like you're, <laughs> you're inside the video game. You're inside. A, it's so hard to explain because you know it's like a movie, a sci-fi movie. You're inside a game with a draw and a the suit and all that. No, you're really inside the game. You put the DK2 on and that's it. Like whatever war there was in front of you, that's it. Now there's like a, it can be a desert, a plane, a uh, space, it can be anything. And that's, that's, I don't know, it cannot be explained. You you can do, be uh, anywhere you want. And yeah, that's it. That's, that's VR. You can basically go anywhere, even though you're in your room and you feel like you're there. It's not DK1. Yeah, there's no presence. I mean, maybe for a few minutes, but DK2, you could actually feel presence in the Dendros or after like really a long hours of VR chat, you can, at some point you forget you have the DK2 on and just, just like conversation with people around the world in the same room. Just don't think about it. Yeah. Well, you seem optimistic about the future of VR. Can you like, give me your vision? What do you envision VR will become? Uh, I hope it's not going to be too big because at some point you know can you control it when people can do whatever they want all day long i mean you can already see people in other countries you know dying because they play video games and forgot to eat or to go to the toilet i mean mm-hmm. what's going to be with vr with if vr going becomes way too good i mean what why would you go outside so I I hope it's going to be amazing for games. 
I hope it's going to be amazing for you know research medical users for the the army for space uh, research for anything. But I just hope it's not going to be too good because people could easily be, you know, it's it's like a drug. I mean, you you need more all the time. If you could spend that time in the best place you can imagine, then why would you leave? So, yeah, it's going to be awesome, but it might be dangerous. So let's talk about this because I, this is something I've been thinking about, um, especially considering the dangers of it. Mm. Especially considering, I mean, in the, and I, I haven't really have talked about this in public but you know that time magazine cover that everyone's talking about i have it in front of my eyes dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know i'm trying to get inside the head of the time magazine editor here yeah i'm trying to figure out what are you what is it that you're going for what is it that you're trying to what is it that you're trying to communicate here with this cover and my theory is that this person or these people want to communicate the idea that virtual reality is benign. That here's this kid who's look at him, he's just having fun floating around by on the beach. It's not it's not him it's not him on board a intergalactic battleship destroying, you know, uh, other intergalactic battleships. It's, it's not him, you know, a dinosaur hunter slithing the throats of raptors. It's not him. That's not him. It's he's in a, on a beach, relaxing, floating around. Because I wonder if they're afraid of um, VR being too. Uh, you know, I don't know. It being it's too much. Like Google Glass, people were freaking out because they had like this little thing above their eye. Yeah. Now you have a giant machine over your face covering your eyes <laughs> and yeah. i don't know maybe i'm i'm trying to tap into like that old school or maybe that more people like um, non-technologic centric way of thinking like you know people might say hey the eyes are the windows to the soul and now we have no window to your soul i i'm trying to i get i'm trying to be play the devil's advocate and so maybe that's when i'm maybe that it, Maybe that's what these editors, these people are thinking. Let's let's paint it as benign because virtual reality really is, and really is going to struggle with with its own duality. You know, it's it's the ultimate empathy machine, but it's also the ultimate mind control machine. It's the ultimate education machine, but it's also the ultimate re-education machine. It's a teleporter device of the 21st century, but it's also the prison. It could be. A prison of the 21st century, and so uh, how, how, what do we do as a community? What do we do as people who think about this way too much than the average person, you know, so that we can um, bring this community and this technology forward in a positive way? And the thing is, you and I might be talking, but like you know, whatever is going to happen is probably going to happen. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, we have no control. <laughs> I mean, no control, but it's good to talk. I, I at least because I think these are things that are on people's minds, and it's good to like vent them out, you know, because um, we have to face the facts that not not er- the world is not black or white. It's not. It's going to be gray, and it's going to be a spectrum of gray, like my friend uh, Matt uh, Matt Jeet says. Yeah, Fifty Shades of <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> you got me there. Uh, but yeah, what do you like? What do you think? How are we going to wrestle with this duality? I think the worst part of it 
the cover is that it's a still image. So it gives the impression that, you know, it's a short moment or it doesn't last long, but it can last hours and hours and hours. And you cannot know it. Many, many times I've spent 15 hours in VR and felt like, okay, that's it. I'm going to take it off. And I have giant red marks on my face. And now the sun is rising. How did I not, like, how did I miss the sun rising? Well, it was not my reality at the time. And the, why I'm, make, I'm making the comparison between um, VR and drugs is because it's exactly the same. When you take drugs, your reality is either, you know, modified, shattered, or just put on the side. And VR, that's it. The moment you put the headset and headphones, you cannot know what's happening around you. Right. And that's why it's dangerous. I mean, for me, I don't, I'm not... I don't care because, you know, there's nothing around me and just, uh, you know, I leave alone. I've just, there's nothing around me. But the people, you know, got kids, you got a wife, got like, pets, got responsibilities. I mean, they have to, to do that. And what tells us that people don't, we just want, uh, won't leave, you know, their responsibility behind when they put the headset on. And every time there's been, you know, advances in technology, it was always the issue of, yeah, but what if people, you know, become addicted to it? And same goes with TV. Uh, when we invented TV, it was awesome. And you could see, like, people walking on the moon. It was awesome. Yeah. And then people started to spend 10 hours in front of the TV all day. Okay, so hold, hold one second. You, I, you hit on something that I'm like, okay, holy shit. Holy shit. They were worried that people would get addicted to TVs. And as a matter of fact, people kind of did. <laughs> they did. I mean, and then if and hold on, wait, 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 last one, last one. And then they were—I don't know if people were worried that people would get addicted to their smartphones, but I sort of am. Yes. So, yeah. am I going? And, and I'm okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, 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 you know, I still don't, uh, don't ever let me hand you my phone because I Facebook on the toilet. Yeah. But like. But but I'm still okay. I, I still function in, in reality and in this yeah. real in this life. Now, now VR, I mean, if I if VR becomes a habit or a way of life for me, and the, who knows which way it's gonna go? Like you know, who are we to say? I actually, it's so the future is so unknown that I understand where fear might come from, but I, I also can't. We can't let that dictate our our decisions, right? We. Cannot know about the future, but we have passion in the technology. It's like learning about war. You know what, what mistakes not to make. And when we look back, of course, there's people addicted to TV and people spend like hours in front of the TV every day. But for the most part, people just watch TV like while eating or just casually just watching a program or movie. So there's really the two sides of it every single time, even for the phone. There's people who just, like, when they need to sleep, when they are in their car, when they are in the toilet, when they are in their bath, when they are, I don't know, every single time, all the time. And on the other side, there's, like, people like me who just use their phone to send a few texts and watch videos uh, on YouTube and, let's say, casually. And that's going to exactly be the same thing for VR. There's most of the people who are going to use it, you know, to relax on the beach, 
when they go back from work or you know to try a new game or a new demo that's really amazing or put their kid in with the headset on and like make them look at space and on the side there's going to be people who just go and play star citizen for 15 hours a day or world of warcraft in vr like for days in a row and people are going to die so there's always two opposite there's no middle ground you know because this either you it's part of your life and you deal with it or it's your life and you cannot deal with it we can save some lives here using technology i mean let me throw a crazy idea at you okay mm-hmm. what if we bundle vr hmds with a biometric feedback tool something something um i don't know something that can measure your your galvanic skin response something that perhaps can maybe look at your blood pressure maybe i don't know but definitely something that can monitor you and say keep and keep up keep tabs on your body and say hey man you're dehydrated you should have a drink of water hey man you need at least 2,000 calories of energy per day. You should yeah. you should get some food. You're running I mean, low. You know, cannot force down people because if right. it had to be done, it would have already had been done. Because if you look at video games, World of Warcraft, if you really wanted people to stop playing, like at 11 p.m., that's it. The servers are closed and you just have to go to bed or you have to do something. If you... World of Warcraft could have also stopped every three hours, you know, for people to take a, a quick rest or That'd be a lame. pause. That would yeah, be really lame. Yeah, because you're right in the middle of an instance, you just, like, rage. But, of yeah. course, but you, I mean, you could force people to stop. You could tell, I mean, but what's done is there's a, like, small message on your HUD that tells you, hey, you've been playing for five hours, maybe you should stop. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah no, not really, I'm, I feel fine. And you just, you know care really and for VR it's going to be worse because you might not even see the message my hope I, is that the message comes from your own body because the somehow there's an interface that can communicate real data from your body to your HND so that you're like okay this is my body telling me for real for real you, you're hung, I'm hungry <laughs> and like I, I think as long as I mean my conscious would be more f- more at ease if we at least provide people with that sort of information or at least we're on in the direction of providing people with more information so that they can make their own decisions hopefully hopefully informed hopefully rational but then again we're human you know (laughs) we're we're very much rational is another spectrum so Mm -hmm. so yeah um okay so we talked about a little bit about vr addiction um okay let's talk about gaming in virtual reality is there a particular experience that you're looking forward to the most in terms of gaming uh i think it hasn't been made yet i think it's a vr mmorpg something do you know i'm not thinking especially about you know animes like sao and log horizon because you know that's a bit maybe too much but uh, just like you have a, a game with a really big social aspect you could like just sit in taverns for hours and speak with people and sometimes slay a bit, few monsters, but really like a cool place to hang out, but with stuff to, to, to do, you know, like in VR chat or all space or converge. Uh, have you seen SAO? Yeah, I've seen a bit of it, but just got really weird. Uh, <laughs> did you, um, did you like any of it? Like, or did you, was there any parts of it that you were uh, like, 
I really like the you know the game aspect. Spoiler alert. No, 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 no. I've just seen the first version, but okay. I just like the the way the HUD is represented in the game. You know, the the fact that it respects the the few races and the classes in the game. I mean, every single game aspect, but you know, the uh, um, the teen relationship in the actual anime is just what I dislike. Is that's why I like uh, Log Horizon way better because it's a bit more mature and a bit more. Uh, intelligently made uh, just focuses more on the game aspect oh I'm gonna have to check this out it's also an anime it's called Log Horizon yeah, yeah. okay I'll check it out Dude, it's exactly the that. same thing basically I mean, oh yeah but yeah a bit, yeah. I mean just with more likable characters because they have more you know they have a how do you call it um, mm, like a more that's... more they're more three dimensional they're more I don't know um they make yeah, they're more than just, you know, uh, the hero you're used to see, you know. Oh, uh, okay. They have lives in the real life they talk a lot about and, you know, just affects how they play the game. Mm. So, Listen, yeah. I want to I wanna go back to your story of how you became involved in the first place because it, it, it kind of, not, not, it didn't kind of, it, it inspired me, dude. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> I think you, you, you are, you, and it, it, it there's parallel with mine in, in the sense that like I too dropped out of college or dropped out mm-hmm. of grad school. Um, out, but, and it was right after trying the rift yeah. and, 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 but like, what did you, how did you come to the realization of what you were good at or, or have you, are you still trying to figure out what it is that you want to be doing in VR? Like what is, what is it that you, what's, what's your take on that? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm all for everything related to school. So, I, if I had to go and have a diploma, it would probably be, you know, been like five or ten years when I'm just a stable situation. And I think if I could just do VR and social as a, you know, community manager or like a PR specialist, I'd be fine with it for the rest of my life because, you know, you meet cool people all the time and you show VR to people what's what's not to like. So if I could do that, that'd be awesome. But I guess my strength is, um, I'm a French dude, so like it's an asset for all space to work with them, I think, when you put people into VR and you're like, that's Thomas, he's in French right now and you can talk to him and see him move. I mean, people are just, you know, amazed. They're used to Skype, but see people move and mm-hmm. in front of you, uh, that's something. And I guess if I'm good at it, because... I mean, they tell me I'm, they're glad, they're glad I'm, I'm there with them because I'm just trying to, you know, bring what I got from Bruce's stream to uh, install all space and the VR spaces, uh, uh, all the social spaces. I'm just trying to be funny to, to bring the little knowledge I got of VR, you know, the few, the thousand hours I've spent to VR. So I'm just not good at, excellent at anything I'm just good at a few things and if I can stay like relevant doing only that uh, that'd be enough for me that'd be awesome and you, you know what not to kiss your ass but any company that would have you um, as an asset would is a lucky company because you like you're passionate as fuck like <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I have to be, man. Yeah. If, I, if I'm not, just I'm out of job. And no, I'm, not I'm, only that, it's genuine, genuine passion. Like you don't have to work for your passion. It just it seems yeah. to me like it comes out naturally, and and that's what that's what com- companies kill for that for that sort of for someone who's talented, smart as fuck, and passionate as fuck. Two fucks, you know. <laughs> thumbs up, fuck. Yeah, two thumbs up and two fucks are like, you know, it's a deal. You, 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 you're, uh, yeah. Altspace is lucky to have you, uh, and I'm glad you're like, you're doing a thing, man. You're, you're. I hope you can come visit out here soon because so soon. that would be fucking awesome too. Um, <laughs> you, you haven't been to the to the Bay Area yet, have you? No, no, dude. Okay, okay. There, there will be, there will be chances. I'm sure. <laughs> I beat you as we are next year. There's oh, no way. Shit. I'm just putting yes. money on the, money on the side now. Okay. From that, I just couldn't come. Yeah, because I had you know, I came, I dropped from college, so I had no money. You know, just <laughs> now, the only money I make is from old space. So I'm just putting it aside. I understand, but, my friend. Trust me. I know. I, the struggle is real. I understand. Yeah. But it um, feels like VR saved my life in a way because sure. if VR wasn't there. I hadn't been there when I dropped off college. I would have been jobless, passionless, if that may, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. I would have just nothing to do besides play video games. You know, be like a nerd in a basement, you know, playing World of Warcraft. That's that's all I would do because I would I wanted to do psychology, but was I, I didn't imagine it could be so boring in college. So I basically, you know, that's a dream that just shattered and left me instantly and VR was there when I came back from home it's like having a you know a wife that welcomes you with a hot meal when you come back from work but that's VR you put the headset and it's like welcoming people who are glad to see you and just you have fun you you have really interesting discussions with people who matter you know because there were big deals I mean I talked to like I talked to the one of the dudes who made the uh, the dude who made the um, mirror scene in the first Matrix movie, hmm. and I showed him the mo- the um, the mirror in old space, and he was mind blown. And so I felt like I, you know, I met somebody really, really cool, and that's why I love VR. Because if I st- never had VR, I would have stayed in France in my village of two thousand people, and what would I have done? I mean, nothing. I would have worked at McDonald's, and uh, yeah, I'd be lost. Wow, so. dude, uh, what a story. Okay, who, what, let me ask you this, okay? Um, because um, and what I'm when you're when you're telling me about like uh Oh, hold on. Hold on. I lost it. I had it at the tip of my tongue. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I lost it. Okay, okay. Shit. That was, and I, it was a good question. Um, sorry, this happens every other five episodes. I, I have a question that is about to be groundbreaking, <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah. my brain just says, "No, Chris." It come back. Come it back. will. It will. Uh, yeah, come, I'll let it go around the block, and uh, I'll catch it on the other one. On the other one. Um, okay. So, how are you on the internet forums? Like, how are you? You know, do, do you have any like special forums that you're like? particularly inclined how are you with reddit these days how are you at the our oculus community and how, what are you noticing are you noticing anything what's going on i'm not as present on the subreddit anymore because it's slowly starting to be a circle jerk uh about the vibe and just you know what's better i mean every day i see somebody say who says uh you know i've been there i've been there since day one and i'm like you never came into social vr so 
I, I, I know you want to be part of the community, but you, I never saw you. So that's, you know, when you have VR that allows you to meet people without having to move at all, the fact that I, I never saw you is a bit, not annoying, but, you know, I just want people to, like, we have 100,000 DK2s out there, and we never managed to get more than 80 people in social VR. So mm. that's pain. I mean, that's painful, annoying because you know there's like VR chat, Jesse and uh, Graham that I love, and they're just trying to make something. And, and there's like always people on VR chat every single week for the past two years. But I, I want people to come. That, that social VR is the best. That's all. Games, uh, demos, uh, social VR is the best thing in VR, and will always be for sure. Yeah. Okay. I want people to join. Let me ask you. So yes, because social VR. I mean, you, I agree 100. percent VR is a, a, a huge part of the success of VR. Will be on how social it can be, how um, non-isolating uh, we can make it. You know, for others. Because yeah. because I because yeah, I guess people. Some people can be might be a little bit put off by the isolation and some. And so yeah, you're right. Social VR is huge. I feel like every you know, ninety percent of the demos that people are, or, or games that people are working on, could benefit in some way, shape, or form by incorporating a leaderboard or a multiplayer system yeah. or, or something. Because people want to see other people. Like it, it, it's a different beast when. And it, this goes back to the question I was going to ask you. Like, it's a different beast when you're looking at a two D paint plane in, in front of you, a screen in front of you, and there's you know these avatars yeah. floating around. To being surrounded, and it yes. it sort of reminds me uh, the idea that like you are the you are the average of the five people you most surround yourself with. You know mm-hmm. that I think that viscerality of VR giving you that viscerality of like there's it feels like there's someone around me. I think that adds to that effect of like I, you know we're gonna connect people immensely because now for you for example who who, who live in france you don't have to you know it, it's gonna it's much easier for you for you to find people of like minds yeah. um and, and and to absorb from them by being surrounded by them if that sort of makes mm-hmm. sense um, so yeah you know so what is what is it what's gonna what's, what do you think it's gonna take for social vr to take the next step what is it that needs to happen it needs to be mixed with a game somehow um, Elite Dangerous could have been no actually the best game that would have benefited the most from social, um, multiplayer was re- new retro arcade you know from C- Cyber Cherries mm. uh, if there was multiplayer on that game people would have would still be playing it every single day hmm. I'm sure of it it was like playing darts playing bowling uh, listening to um, old cassettes and playing arcade with people around you. I mean, they missed the biggest opportunity of their lives by not working on multiplayer. Seriously, people, I would play it again today because we have VR chat, we have you know Rift Max uh, and all the social spaces. But sometimes you you want to do something you know actively, and VR chat is nice for contemplating, but no, there's not really that much interaction. So, games with a big social aspect, Elite Dangerous could have been also, but they kind of fucked it up. They could have been really big with social and VR. How how how, how they fuck it up? What happened? 
I don't know. They just the only thing you can do is just call people from inside the game, and that's it. You cannot even see people uh, in the cockpit. Oh. You know, if you have like a, if you had hydras or you know any kind of controllers, you could like see people wave from their you know cockpit, and that could be awesome. You know, see someone in space. Mm-hmm. But no, there's an empty seat in front of you. How are you supposed to feel like there's somebody in the ship? Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things that will eventually be solved, right? It's just yeah. an obvious thing that it's on someone's list to fix, mm-hmm. hopefully, right? I mean, I but but aside from the minute or actually not very minute because details matter here. If <laughs> details matter, we are. <laughs> now um, they do. Now, now they do. do. Now they do. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that like um okay in may this is my input my might be pulling this out of my butt, but like this is probably the thing that a lot of game designers and you know legacy paradigm you know 3D worlds designers are sort of uh, struggling with is like oh, how do you create it. environments that like that that are both efficient you know because because processing is only can only give you so much um but also it's also real enough you know i i remember i was looking at an epic games 2D demo where like they would put flat meshes in the background, um, yeah. the particle systems are are also flat, and so when you flat look bit. at that in VR, it's like that. No, that is not. It needs to be volumetric. That's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel right if it's just flat fire. You don't. Flat, fire doesn't look like cardboard. <laughs> you cannot cheat anymore. You cannot yes. make you know fine tricks and to to make things look real. Sprites are probably going to be you know disappear because. Like now it's obvious that's a sprite. I can see it like from literally ten kilometers away. Uh, yeah. yeah. Does this make uh, VR more expensive though to produce? Is this what the, what I'm trying to allude to? Like, uh, it requires way more work. So I guess in some way, costs more money to work more. Mm-hmm. Maybe like make get more people to work on it. But I like it's going to be so so worth it. And so, the people are going to be to feel so proud of their game now because they're going to be in it. They can live in it. They can see their work. People can lean into their work, and you know, touch it at some point. They can interact with it. Now, like what you make matters because you can, you know, because the scale is right, because it's in front of you, because you can interact with them. It's it becomes real in that virtual reality becomes something it's not something on the screen you just see and just turn away from it and go on your way it's something you're going to, you're going to lean in look on every single side just feel emp- uh, sympathy for like Henry the movie they made with Oculus Story Studio mm-hmm. when you, you're at his birthday he looks you in the eye and on the, two, on the screen okay it's nice when when you really looks you in the eye in VR, it's just something on on another level. It just becomes real. And if game video uh, video game developers don't want to work with that, they should just change you know job because they can some now make something that matters even more. That can change lives for the the better. So of course it's going to cost more money, but if you want to make life better, I think you have to spend that bits of money on it i agree i mean no, i agree i think um 
I, I think that it's it, we're crossing the boundaries between creating, you know, virtual representations of what, you know, an environment might be mm -hmm. to now we have to, like, actually make the full scale environment yeah. <laughs> because people are going to want to explore it. People are going to want to poke around it. Um, and, and, you know, I wonder if there's ways to, you know, f for users to leave messages behind for creators. Like, I don't know, maybe... I wonder if there would be a way to like, you know, um, put out a, a, a beta or alpha demo of your VR experience out there mm -hmm. and give people the ability to leave comments or notes inside the demo. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. like saying it, like, for example, one crack saying like the wall is not the wall. This like, you know, I'm walking through this wall here. Yeah. Or, you know, the grass here needs to be, you know, the lighting needs to be fixed here. Something like that. And, and then you go back to your game and you're like, oh, shit, you know, there's all these people leaving comments. That'd be amazing if that's If you want to feedback, yeah. I mean, you probably know Fishbowl VR. Ah, uh, uh, yes, Jesco, of course. So, yeah, I've worked for them just, like, I made one or two demos. And that's why it felt frustrating because I've tried uh, two games that didn't feel like they actually tried it because it felt I felt sick while trying it. There was many things scale related that felt wrong, mm -hmm. or you know there was like bright white flashes that just felt really bad in VR, oh. and just many many things that were were not really good. And you know I had to do like a, a audio and video feedback uh, back to the developers, and I just hope they took my comments into consideration because. You know, if I could just drop a pin inside of the demo and say like, and write some text on the side, you could just know and fix and see for yourself. But to have to find myself, uh, vid um, record myself playing the the game, uh, they could see me on the screen react, but they could not experience what I was experiencing with the headset. So, you know, they they're gonna need tools to make things better but if you if the developer has the headset there shouldn't be any problem because we've seen demos that makes you feel sick instantly and we've seen games that are perfect in every single aspect so I guess it depends on what the developers do and don't hmm you know, yeah and I mean and the thing is there's so many sources of information out there but do you think oh, yeah. there's enough for developers do you think there's enough information for developers in terms of best practices and you know tips on design and stuff or do you think there should be more i mean it's still a dev kit so mm. i think like every single information you get is just gold i mean you you get information before the actual thing is released that that's a bit, uh, public dev kit i mean the devs could not hope something better Imagine if the, de the dev kit, there was only like 5,000 units out there. Where would they ge get their feedback from? And who would they get their feedback from? Mm -hmm. Nobody. So the devs now have like instant you know, feedback from the people. You post something on shares, like 15 comments in an hour telling you what problem, problem there is. So if you can just ask feedback on Reddit, and people will happily give you feedback because... They have the headset and they can try it instantly. And the information, like the devs are really, really active on the forums. Of course, I don't, I don't spend my time in it because I don't understand, but 
like people help each other all the time. So mm. I don't know, it feels like community is really tied together because they know they're making something that's yeah, that has a meaning and if they don't help each other, like they're going to miss out on something and just going to be left out behind. Because if you try to screw a community that is growing, you're going to be remembered for sure. Hmm. It's like Sven from, you know, the cinema thing. You don't want to say uh, real names on the podcast. Um, I think it was your name. So oh, right. oh, it's, okay, okay. So yeah, so that, so that person. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been reading the. I read, I read this. Yeah, the story? I, yeah. I saw the drama. I saw the uh, drama unfold. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Like how, um, you know, you. Yeah, it's just. It's funny because I mean, is, is it like every community? Every community will attract, you know. Um, it looks like I lost you. technology thing you know it 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 fucks with you but you can you hear me right now yes okay good okay so we're back in action mm. um this always happens this always, <laughs> i am the, i have the most unprofessional uh, podcast on the internet and i and i am proud of it um or shameless of it um <laughs> tell me dude okay so let's let's get back into the grind or back into uh br i want to know what your take is on um, HTC Vive's tracking solution versus mm. Oculus's tracking solution. What do you know and what do you think? Uh, well, I don't know much of it. I know the basis, I think, because uh, you know, I haven't tried it. But mm. from what I got, uh, there's going to be occlusion problems uh, for the Oculus Touch unless they bundle a second tracking base camera with the controllers mm -hmm. a problem you won't have with the the Vive I mean you've probably seen the video Hayden from Converge made about the controllers uh, you know basically he moved into his apartment and the tracking was flawless mm -hmm. no matter where he moved so um, I don't know I think the, the touch is from what I got people tried it it feels a bit better than the Vive because it feels more like hand and not controllers you have in your hands. You know, it feels like the extension of your hands and the Vive is just something that you're holding. So I guess they prefer that uh, for the, against the Vive. But I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's really... It goes the same way. Just the first iteration of the controllers we get. So it's probably going to be awesome because you know, being uh, handless for... Two half or well, one one year and a half of VR and seeing people sometimes play with Hydras and you know, Reef Max at the time was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a Kinect V2 working for uh, working with Allspace, so well, that's, awesome. that's fantastic. Yeah, and people got the leap motion. But when we get controllers, I think we're going to get really crazy with it. We're just going to never let go of them. Just you. The same way you use your keyboard, your mouth, or your 
Xbox controller is going to take their place. It's going to become uh, your second hands. Yeah, I look forward to that. It's, it's, I, I saw some. Uh, I saw some stuff on our Oculus a while ago where they were showing you. I think Altspace was showing off some eye tracking that you guys yeah, put together. Got, that looked got, okay. amazing. That look that blew my mind. Because I didn't think, you know, I underestimated eye tracking in terms of just projecting. Remember how we, I said, like, you know, eyes are the windows to the soul? Like, I, f- yeah. I feel like I was looking into real eyes for a second. <laughs> like, that was like, yeah. whoa, whoa, there's a soul behind that. That was weird. <laughs> um, are they doing more of that? Is that coming? Is that uh... Uh, Because it is so expensive just to do. Like, I think it is 10K per headset. Whoa. So, you know, it's like professional use because they can afford it. And we, as Allspace, got a lot of money with funding, so we can just get a few of them. I think just two. So, you know, just to show the technology, and I guess it's our duty to do it because we got funding. And when I look back at it with social VR, it feels like every time we add something to the headset, it feels like we're getting a part of the humanity into VR. Uh, when we started, you know, even me is, was even worse because um, joining VR chat with the DK1, uh, people with the DK1, they could, you know, move their head. We got micro movements of the head, like nodding or just, uh, you know, just nodding when people say something you agree with. And I was on my piece, on my desktop, so, you know, I had no... Um, uh, uh, what is it? Positional tracking. So I had to, you know, no, I couldn't move in the on the side. I could just rotate around my my spine. I, so I really looked like a robot. Then you get a DK2 with positional tracking, so you can lean in and just, you know, it feels a bit better than see people like move their heads up and down, like look to into your eyes, even though they cannot see it. And then you get motion controllers, so you feel, you see the ends of people. So you're like, okay, you can. We also see movements of their hands because there's some people who speak with their hands, like move all the time, like Uganda on Rift Max. Uh, when he got the address, you could see like every time he was speaking, he, make, he made micro movements. And uh, then we got like a Kinect, I think is the next version on all space. You can, I can dance on all space, I can uh, do high fives, I can do fist bumps, I can, you know, point at something in the room, I could. I can hug people through VR. And then there's eye tracking. You you look at people, you see their eyes moving, you're like, what's left to that person that could make me feel like he's right in front of me? And I think controllers, eye tracking, and we're done. If we can match the two of them together, that's it. There's a person in front of you, whatever they look like, a giant dragon or uh, a robot. If you see their eyes moving, and their uh, arms moving. That's all you need, and that's it. You have perfect uh, social VR. There's no nothing else you need, really. It's a good microphone, uh, headphones, and that's it. There you have the perfect social VR. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you think is the most furthest of all of all the components? So we got we got eyes, mm-hmm. we got ears, we got hands. Um, what do you think is next? And what do you think is last? <laughs> Okay, uh, can I throw a stab at it? Yeah. After hands comes genitalia. What do you think? Uh, they still feet before. I think. True, but I think genitalia are more important to people. 
Um, I don't know if the. I mean, you see, Japanese people already made machines and some sort of you know stuff like uh, put your dick in it and that's it. And but well, hold on, uh, hold on. It's not just put your dick in it and that's it. Put your dick in it and let it do things to your dick. Yeah, but there's there's nothing yet for it. You know, they have their way through simulators, but mm-hmm. that's not you know porn porn yet. Yeah, you know, there's 360 right. videos on the Gear VR, but there's no. Is nothing that goes with the stuff they have, or I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't seen anything. Um, but yeah, I think we first of all before I, it depends on people, but I think before uh, genitalia, you need to not see your legs, but to move. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm going to retract on that, uh, on that theory. <laughs> delete, delete the podcast. Delete, delete. Yes, yes. I'm going to edit this out so I don't sound like an idiot because I. <laughs> no, no, you're you're right. I think yeah, that's obvious. Uh, feet come next because locomotion is is was probably one of the biggest um, things holding back VR. You know, in terms of uh, limitations wise. What do you think about text input though? Um, do you think text input would be something people want? It's obligatory in a sense that we need to get away from the keyboard as much as we can. So, I mean, if you're like with the Vive in the middle of your room and you need to type something, you need to take the headset off to put it on your desk to type something, to put the headset on and to go back in the middle of your room. Yeah. That's, you know, bothersome. Okay. So, you... I mean, that's probably the hardest part, is how to get rid of keyboard and mouse and put it back in the game somehow with the controllers. I think there's solutions like, um, you know, um, with the analogic stick, you know, to get letters around. If you rotate, basically, it's like a a chat wheel, but with letters inside. So you can just somehow learn how to text with that. Yeah, I think I've seen a dem. I think I've seen that there's a video game that does this really well. I can't recall. And then there's you know, keyboards in your game. There's like you, know, you can move your head and select letters. I mean, there's many many ways to do it. But I think the person who comes comes with the most natural way of doing it, or at least that this, that's the coolest one to do. Because um, when we got phones, we had to learn how to type. On the phone, and every mm-hmm. time you change phone, you have to learn how to type again because the change is, the phone is different. Mm-hmm. And like with VR, you will need to learn how to type in a new way with the controllers you got. You will need to get good at it really fast because it allows you to communicate and to do stuff in it. So you, it's necessary. So we know. Okay, so we can both agree on the idea that text. If VR, if VR really is here. And maybe this is my assumption. If VR really is here to replace the monitor, because mm. at the end of the day, I really liked uh, this post by Ed McGregor. The you know this, this I think he's a, he's a really smart dude on Twitter. I think he's a programmer. He he speaks like one, so I'm assuming he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, no, and, and and what he posted on was you know this. He's he's having trouble with virtual re- the concept of virtual reality, the notion of virtual reality, because it like it sets up this industry and this technology up for failure. In a way, it goes against what what what's been Oculus sort of mantra for the past two years: this mm-hmm. ab- ability to under promise and over deliver. 
I feel like VR though puts Oculus and every other company, you know, up against this wall where like you're and and I agree. I think I agree with like it, you know, Mr. Robert McGregor's point in 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 the fact that like people are going to compare this to reality constantly. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. try this virtual reality headset. Like, uh, but it's not reality yet. I'm like, yes, but it's still fucking awesome. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, people forget. And, and it's so the I wonder most if, annoying thing. If I wonder if it's that, if it's that, if it's if it's that name. And so I like this his idea of like changing it from virtual, you know, from uh, virtual yeah. no volumetric volumetric, volumetric representations. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I think I think I'm going to go with that. I'm going to, but I, I don't know. I don't know if representations is a good word though. I, I feel like okay. So what is it that we're doing with with computers? We compute, right? Um, yeah. And then so if the HMD is going to be this new replacement of the monitor that will allow us to compute, um, then what we're doing with the HMD is we're doing volumetric computing. Yep. Uh, so I'm so my so I'm going to like I'm gonna call it VC from now on. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the name has to be also cool and cool that too. Yeah, and that and actually you're right because volumetric computing sounds like a mouthful and like who the yeah. fuck knows what the fuck volumetric computing? What are you saying to me? <laughs> it's like some words you would you would hear at a NVIDIA uh, yeah. you know TED convention and. There was either volumetric computation or 4D, but if you choose 4D, then people are just going to be like, "Yeah, but it's like th- TV, uh, 3D TVs are going to fail. Like it's dead." Yeah. No, shut the fuck up. No, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Every single time you see on website and comment sections, it it gets better, like really slowly. But you still see that dude, that fucking dude that says it's like 3D TV is going to <laughs> to, to die. I, mean, I, I we, no, these people don't have the right to speak on the internet. <laughs> No, hold on, hold on. But it, I, we, I, I understand where your anger comes from, man. I, I really do. But, but yeah, you know, we, um, we, but no, you're right. Those people have no idea what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> yeah, every time there's somebody who puts his opinion, it's always the same. Like people have opinion on stuff they know nothing about, yeah. and it's even worse for VR because you cannot explain VR, so you cannot yeah. even. Ex- like make people who haven't tried it understand what it is if you haven't tried it shut the fuck up you have nothing you have no idea what it is and it's like people it's like every single time i don't go on forums i don't go on comment section anymore because every time you do there's going to be that asshole i always going to be like vr is dead or vr is dumb or go outside okay so so let me so okay so i'm usually known for playing the devil's advocate person okay um, but in this case, uh, fuck it. They're on their own. If you have, you, you can't, <laughs> <Best laughs> I'm not playing devil's advocate here. No, you, you, if you don't, if you haven't tried VR, if you haven't tried an HMD, if you haven't tried a good one, especially like it's, you, 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 sh- you can't make it's, you can't really make that shot. You can't call that shot. Like it's going to fail. No, you don't know that. Cause it's mobilizing communities around this technology that, no other like how many te- how many VR uh, how many communities are being mobilized around you know uh, every single argument they make yeah. can be you know destroyed in a second every yeah, time there's right. going to be an argument about social uh, VR is anti-social dude I've met th- thousands of people in a year 
Yeah. I know people from all across the country that invites me to their homes. I, I meet with t- dozens of people every single week. What do you do? That's yeah. If that's not social, I don't know. Just because you're not seeing them, what's the point? You just emit carcass. You just like a skeleton that holds your brain. What's the difference between that and being in VR when you just choose your body, what you look like? That's just so annoying. And people should be taken accountable to what they say. Like If you could like uh, screen cap what the dude said. And when he wants to buy an HMD, you just put that in front of his face. And say, no, you don't have to, You cannot buy an HMD because you've been a, that, uh, that asshole on the compensation <laughs> that said that. And so now you think it's awesome? Well, fuck you. You don't have the right to, do, to buy it. Okay, because I- in, in 10 years, I can't, I'm sure these people will be like, yeah, I've always believed in VR. You know, I always thought it was cool. But you cannot show the comment they made at that time like now. You know, they can say whatever they want now, be that asshole, and then in 10 years be like they always believe in it. And uh, it's always the same thing on the internet. They always, I mean, if you go back, everything that has been created, there's going to be that asshole somewhere that said it's going to die, it was going to fail, or it's not cool. Yeah. Every single time, for everything. Yeah, you're right, you're right. There is, yeah, and VR is no exception. You're, you're always going to be, because humans were. We're weird like that, aren't we? we... It takes just so bad, <laughs> so bad. It, it makes you. It, uh, I can. I understand where your exasperation might is, is coming from, though. For real, like it's. Uh, it's. But but at the same time, here's what I do, or here's what I'm thinking. We can do proactively to make them look like assholes even more, without you know being assholes ourselves. Or maybe mm-hmm. I am. Maybe we might be our assholes in our I, own I am, way. I am an asshole. Oh, I'm a okay, I raise my hand too. I am an asshole <laughs> too. Yeah. Um, but, okay, but so my so my idea is, um, you know, I'm using virtual desktop. Guy Godin, Guy Godin's virtual desktop. That uh, scholar and savior of virtual reality. I'm using his 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 virtual desktop application to get work done at work. Um, two out of three, three two or three hours. Of, of of my work day i'm like in virtual desktop sending out emails um i i've edited a couple enter vr podcast uh on inside a virtual desktop so not only am am i podcasting about virtual reality i'm fucking editing these podcasts about virtual on virtual in virtual reality um and what i'm thinking about doing is like uh, every email that i send out from within virtual desktop i'm gonna say this email was sent from inside virtual reality. Yeah, kind of like, how, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly. Awesome. That's yeah. exactly what yeah. I'm going for. And so the more people start saying like, you know, the more people start seeing, oh, holy shit, where, where are these people? They're sending me emails from virtual reality. What does that mean? You know, it, it, I think it'll snowball to the point, just like the iPhone. Like, it's the cool thing to say. I sent this email from virtual reality, bitch. What are you doing? Oh, I'm look. Oh, you're looking at your little screen in front of your face. Like, a smartphone like a pleb. Again, I'm being an asshole, but you see what, what I'm saying here. Yeah, of course we need to. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like the beginning of VR is going to get the most toxic communities <laughs> for one reason. The celebrities on YouTube are going to get a headset, make videos. I'm not saying PewDiePie especially, like, specifically, but every single YouTuber that, that has a YouTube is a trash community. Like, it's kids that don't get really give a shit what they say or do. Like when uh, Billy Pie came on RefMax, like thousands of people joined RefMax, crashed the server, and that's it. That's what, what's going to happen. Like if a really big celebrity make a video on, on YouTube with the, the Vive, like 
you can be sure that thousands of kids are going to get the headset like two days after because they're going to ask their parents and they're going to get it. And what are they going to do? Like they don't understand. They don't give a shit. So they're going to be on riff marks, like saying penis on, you know, on the microphone. And that's all they're going to do because it's like the Xbox community, you know, is going to get into VR. And I hope we're going to get ways to protect ourselves from it because otherwise we're going to hate VR. I, I'm sh- I, it already happened. Uh, in VR chat, we got trolls. Mm. We, ma- we, deal- we dealt with them. But the worst case ever has been in Rafe Max. We had a show, I think it was Gunter's, you know, um, Gunter's show on Rafe Max. And some Russian dude came on the, su- the public server because we decided to make it public. Why not? We never have any problem and people like to join. Mm-hmm. So let's make it public. And the dude managed to find a way to hide in the theater and to yell penis every two seconds. But there was no banning, there was no kick, there was no mute in Rifmax. So for 30 minutes, we couldn't do anything. You know, we tried to be funny, we tried to understand, we tried to go with him and say penis, penis too. But at some point, you get, you know, it gets under your skin because you cannot, it's VR, you cannot deal with things. You know, it's a person, you have no tools. It was the beginning of VR, you know, we had no tools and it was like, okay, now... We know. Now we need the tools because the moment it gets out, the moment we get the headsets, the moment it's released for the people to buy it, you can be sure that thousands of assholes are going to join your game, your social platform, and going to be dicks. And if you don't have the tools to deal with them, that you're over because people are going to join too. Nice people are going to join. There's going to be assholes on there, and they're never going to come back again. Okay, so this is where uh, what are you what you're saying in a sense is like this is where virtual reality needs to draw a line in the sand and 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 be different and stop trying to imitate reality. This is where I'm we t- stop imitating reality, and this is where we enhance yeah. the shit out of it we because have people the power. don't want like I don't like that. Who who the fuck would want the- someone some douchebag in the back of the theater Nobody. saying penis for thirty minutes? That sucks. Nobody. That sucks. And That's- I've actually been in a VR chat, a- another Gunsters universe, where we got mm-hmm. like we also got invaded by some trolls um, mm-hmm. who were just like spawning and ma- making people disappear and shit. Oh yeah, the portals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the portals. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? It's crazy. People. Are, yeah. Um, it w- yeah, trolling is an interesting phenomena, but it, but it's a it's human really, one that I that I am like, well, fuck. I mean, I, it's cool in VR. So yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, they, they managed to find a way to fuck uh, VR chat. They managed to find a way to create a room that you couldn't get out of because you would always be spawned in the same room over and over. You would fall into the same portal, mm. and so basically, we'd end up in a room like a dungeon where there was only like. Uh, grids everywhere and you couldn't get out of it and so that was like okay they they are source but at least they're smart about it you yeah. know they, fu- they, they, fu- they they broke the system okay so that's it now you just need to counter that with something else but at least they're smart you know they're just not yelling stuff in the microphone they mm-hmm. they thought about it and that's where vr is better than life yeah. i think just a few things if you go to a movie a social platform that's at some point, we're gonna like Riff Max. If there's an asshole, you can kick him. It's not like a real cinema when you have to deal with the asshole that's on his phone or just kicking your chair or just farts or any single problem. You can just remove him from reality, your reality. You can deal with people you don't like. 
And that's if you can make the space comfortable for your users, people are going to stay. But if you don't, people are going to leave and never come back again. Why would they if they can find a better platform? And that's what happened uh, with Allspace. They had no tools uh, to kick people, and I had to ask for one. And they, the CEO, Eric, came uh, and said, I think we have one feature, but we never used it. You know, So it's a first, but you don't never like that kind of first. You don't like to have to use your tools to ban people. So but it's we need not, them. It's not, why is it such – it's not a – why should it be a controversial thing to like ban people if they're being assholes on it's, your – It's not. It's not. But it's just that there's nobody on social VR and yet there's assholes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's like thousands and thousands of nice people that you know are part yeah. of the community. Yeah, there is. And they, they try to be part of it. You know, they're active on the subreddit. They try stuff. They make reviews and notes stuff. They help developers, but they don't come to social VR. And if they don't, well, it's going to die. Because the moment the CV1 is released with the Oculus Cinema or social platform, VRChat, Allspace, Converse, they're going to die because people are going to go to Oculus's platform because it's going to be more robust or better in some ways. But if, you, if we don't make VRChat and Allspace and Converge and Janus and Rifmax special now, by going on it and like making experiences and making like uh, memories, like it's going to die, and you will have nothing to show for in the in the future. You because we like only twenty to thirty people that come by every single week. Hmm. That's nothing. That's even not one percent. Yeah, that's not that's nothing. You're right. I mean, okay, so. But so so there is a so there's impetus on the community to mobilize to to for for individuals with who who are paying attention to community to get out there and and, and yeah and and be uncomfortable like it's it's it is because it is kind of like going out to real places you know it is it is it, I can it, feel it. yeah I, I know you have that like you have that nervousness like the, that anxiety exactly. of like I'm meeting someone new but like but uh, but there's people like you out there. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's people. Yeah, like but I you was out like there. them. That's the thing. That's yeah. my story. I when I first joined VR chat, I was stressed. I was. I didn't felt good. Well, the first time I, they told me to introduce myself, I almost almost shot myself out of stress because I I was like I'm in front of adults and I'm just supposed to talk to them. Like it's like it's like a crowd, mm-hmm. and I I was you know scared of people. I I, I mean I was somebody that you know. Uh, I was an intro um, introvert, so I could like you know speak in front of my class and people and all. But in VR, that, somehow that was different. I couldn't tell why, but because it was people that you know I was impressed uh, by, you know, like, uh, like people I respected, and it was different. And it really took time in one year and a half. That way, it took me basically to get comfortable with VR. And I can understand that some people are not comfortable or don't like are stressed. Of uh, and have social anxiety in VR, but you have a place to like to fight your social anxiety, to destroy it entirely. Mm-hmm. You have a place where no one is going to judge you. People mm-hmm. are going to be welcoming. People have this have had the same experience. Mm-hmm. And like, there's people like you there to like to be a protector, to be someone who's yeah, like, who will call that. out the nonsense yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's we like to make people feel comfortable and feel welcome when they join. Yeah. And that's why we, I want people to at least try at, at, try at least once to come to a VR chat meetup uh, on Sundays 
at uh, like seven, no, maybe no, at three p.m. I think PST. Mm-hmm. And if they try, if they like it, well, that's fun. Mm-hmm. If they don't like it, well, they can not join, but not trying it. It's like missing on fifty percent of what's the DK two good for now mm-hmm. is game and social. That's it. Let me ask you this. Okay, so so all right, so there is this impetus to mobilize the community, mobilize individuals. But what do you think needs to be done on the side of the developers of social VR experiences? What do they? What do social VR experiences need to provide to users and individuals so that they can come back? Like, you know, you talk about how you talked about how, like you know where it's only a matter of time before Facebook or one of the big companies yeah. comes out with their own social VR platform. And so I wonder, like, okay, so what are they going to do differently? Like, what do you think that they're going to provide that VR chat or alt space or Converge don't right now? I mean, obviously there's a lot of money, but feature-wise, how do you compete? You know, how do you keep people coming back? Well, because they have the feed, the user feedback all the time. Like when you, the the companies that are being made now have the opportunity to get people on your platform for free, and are going to give you really useful feedback because they they're trying your app now and they have the headset and they can tell you right away what's not right and what sh- you should have and via chat for example as the app that's being installed uh, when you install uh, via chat on your pc there's like uh, something on your toolbar that basically tells you when someone joins via chat and when you see that you're compelled to join too because you know you don't want to join a social space that's empty and you want to join with somebody else and go and talk. And that's the kind of feature we need. So I think there's the need also for making having personal spaces. I think we need like besides their own, big like, spaces. Like their own little clubhouse, right? Like having your own... Their uh, own room, yeah. yeah. Um, so this conversation... For on my recording side has been a total fucking disaster. There's been there's three edits that I'm gonna have to make. Uh, I lost like ten minutes of our conversation. I'm so sorry, Rubik. Rubik. Um, but the most, the majority, like I think I've I've captured eighty percent. I I am embarrassed. I'm embarrassed as fuck. I I feel like um yeah. I, it's one of the reasons why I keep I I actually don't put out podcasts that much because I'm like fucking up these days like. I just yeah I just lost ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I didn't the record button went off and it, and it just yeah. So I'm sorry for that. It's uh, okay. I mean yeah, I don't... Sh- shit happens like this. But we will, but y- here's the thing. You you should be heard more. <laughs> um, like what do you, are you are you are are you doing any more like speaking appearances? Are you trying to be getting get more involved in like. Uh, because I like your opinions, man. What are you doing to get your voice out, or uh, or, or, or you know, or, or to spread the message of uh, you know what you believe? I'm not really doing. That's I think that's my mis- that's a mistake I'm making every time. Just I'm trying to convince people, but I, I, I cannot force people to do stuff they don't want to do. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm on all space all the time. I'm just uh, I, I like. I'm welcoming people all the time, just asking them to come by again and just glad to see them and that's it. But I'm not going to, I mean, people do what they want. So I yeah. I cannot, I don't know. I'd like people to come all the time and just be with us. But yeah. I, 
And and you think and and uh, and you think that like social VR spaces need you know aside from just a place where you can just hang out with friends, but like stuff to do with friends, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. that's the other component that you need stuff to do. If you could combine social spaces with let's say Volpex or uh, VR desktop, mm-hmm. that would be you know you just make a small room, uh, you get put images on the walls, you sit on a couch, you have your small, your big screens in front of you, and you just put Volpex and play something on the screen with your friends on the couch. And that's it. You play for hours. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, spending like six hours in a row with total strangers speaking about stuff with total different avatars that you used to see mm-hmm. can be a bit, uh, you know, uncanny. So, mm-hmm. What do you... Um you know, what's your biggest fear at this point? What do you, what do you, what is it a thing that like, uh, you know, in the context of VR, that is, that is some, is, is this unanswerable question that, that you're just sort of maybe worried about or sort of that's running on your mind? What do you think? Mm. I don't know because I'm, I th- I'm thrilled and I'm just mm. happy to see all the big companies, you know, that are just jumping on the hype back and try and think I'm just trying to make something and it just tells me well I'm pretty sure they're doing it for the money and but at least they're trying and that's important you know to see Google to see uh, car um, manufacturers uh, companies doing VR stuff and we even got like a company that does uh, cheese in France that made a roller coaster uh, <laughs> VR demo and I don't know if everybody's trying to do it then it might work because when it was just like Oculus with Facebook and Valve, I mean, like you could understand the, the comments about uh, VR not being a thing. But when everybody did VR, you, I mean, today you cannot just say it's not going to happen. But I hope it's just going, not going to be everywhere because, well, it's companies that want to make money. So money mm-hmm. is ads in VR and they can destroy stuff really, really fast uh, with ads or just you know, their way of making VR because they can make VR, but they can make really bad VR and bad VR hurts that like any, nothing like we've seen before. If you make people sick, you can be sure it's never going to buy your product or go back to your app again. Mm-hmm. And you can ruin, ruin people and make them feel bad. Like from across the world, you can make, like make them feel bad. So I just hope there's not going to be, to be that game or that experience or that movie that makes everyone puke, you know, when they first try it. Because well, there's games like this. There, yeah, there are, and and my hope is that, like, even if my hope, and I don't, and probably this won't be a hundred percent true, but like, people will try a horror experience, yeah, and hopefully they'll realize that this is not the whole VR. This is just a slice of pizza, and it's not representative of the whole, the mm-hmm. whole, the whole industry. And hopefully they'll go back to trying out the meditation VR experience because it's not yeah. going to scare the crap out of you. Um, that's the hope, right? They'll, they'll, that they'll give it a second shot, even though they got the shit scared out of them. Um, yeah. I think that's the biggest mistake that's being made every single day. When people demo the Rift, it's either a roller coaster or, uh, or a game. That's mm-hmm. the worst thing you could do to VR and to your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, when you have like, you can go on the moon with uh, the Apollo 11. You can watch... Uh, planets with uh, titans of space you can uh, 
see the scale of things in Neo's universe. You can treat your brain with sidelander chair. You could just uh, play games with windlands or you know, anything. But no, they put the worst thing they could possibly imagine uh, with on people's faces. Or like one thing that basically makes you not want to try it again is is aura. Like it's aura or being sick. Mm-hmm. And they put the two of them like every single time. Every single time I see people trying like uh, um, what is it? Um, uh, oh, the Asylum um, demo and the um, what is it called? The roller coaster. Oh, I forget the name every single time. Um, the ro- the roller coaster or the Outlast? No, uh, no uh, the Outlast and the not the. It's not really a roller coaster. You know, it's just a, a big arm. Uh, that just you know going in a circle and you just inside of it. Oh, I see. Um, like the um, the like the uh, it, it has to do with the gravity and they use it with pilots, right? <laughs> and you get swung around like a uh, like a pilot, you know, to training the tra- simulation simulating g forces, right? Is that what you're talking about? The arms. That's basically yeah. I think that's going yeah. And that's it. You make people sick or you make them scared, and that's the two things people don't want to experience again why would you do that to vr or would you do that to make to prove them that vr is cool you could mm-hmm. show them anything and everything but no you decide to choose to put them in front of the worst thing you could possibly imagine you know what genre needs to be explored more um comedy uh figuring out ways to make people laugh with vr yeah the yeah. demo but i don't know if you remember i have, I have i've seen it it's uh that- quite elegant put that in front of anybody or birdie king lens put that you in front of any kid and that's it you get like laughs and yeah. or dumpy the elephant look at it like that yeah is, that's 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 a psychedelic journey <laughs> yeah that's amazing and that's what's going to you know conquer hearts of people when they try thing that makes them smile or laugh and they want to try it again and but not like shit in their pants and you know puke on the their feet. Now there are people who do want to shit their pants. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, there of is course. That market, and I, yeah, yeah. And, and it's gonna be, and and if you nail it, you might be, uh, you know, you might be billionaire. You might be a billionaire. Like you might create the the next uh, predator of our time or alien of our time. You know, you might be the I next mean, Ridley Scott or something. You said it. I mean, alien isolation is the most scariest I've been in my life. Scared. Uh, See, I was. I mean, I was legitimately scared of playing the game again. <laughs> hearing things like that makes me not want to try it. Like, no, no, no you you have because it's like uh, it's good horror. It's not even horror. It's like uh, ambience, you know, suspense, uh, sort of fear, suspense, everything you can imagine, but not jump scares or not. You know, it's just constant fear. And I was when I was playing, I was sweating like a lot read a lot i was my heart was racing i would just get um you know panic attacks i would just stay uh, I, I streamed the game to my friends and i ended up staying in one of the lockers for 20 minutes in a row because every time i came out i hear i heard a sound like near me and i just went back in and i couldn't get out anymore and i played during the night and i basically what happened is i thought i was playing like right in the middle of the game I hid myself in a hair vent because I thought I was I would be safe, you know, because that's a hair vent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I turned around, 
I see the Irvent opening. I saw the feet of the alien just get in front. I saw him turn, and then half a second later, he was in front of my face because he could enter the event. And I paused, and I took off the headset. I went to bed and never played again. Because oh that's it. That's it. That's the fear. You just always, always, always scared of something. It's not, you know, just jump scare. That because jump scares are awful in VR. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's possibly the worst uh, aura mechanic you could bring from desktop to VR because now it's something in, on your face yeah. and doesn't feel good. It doesn't matter how good it is. It is bad because it is on your face and it doesn't feel good. You cannot take something out of, of your face. It doesn't feel natural. But suspense, like tension, the alien is just so, so amazing. It's just the best probably the best horror demo you're going to get for a few years. You know what's interesting about this, This this uh, you know, this, I, I'm going to call it a phenomena with VR is this, you know, this just this, the reaction that people are getting from the horror experiences. Okay, so for example, a VR, a, a regular paradigm movie mm-hmm. and a VR experience like Alien Isolation, you know, it, you can, I think we can clearly agree that the VR experience is more intense uh, psychologically and even on your on your body. Like if you're sweating, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's you big. Feel it. Like that's, oh, yeah. You feel it, right? And so, but okay, so so that's horror. That's on the that's a, that's a particular emotion. I wonder if VR could also exacerbate or elevate other emotions like euphoria or joy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And how do you do that then? Like how do you how do you make people cry in happiness in vr like how do you what do you do you know what is what does that look like what does the alien isolation formula crossover to to joy and euphoria look like what do you think uh, i'm sure when we find it <laughs> we're gonna we're going to get really high on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to always do it but i mean i can see you know a few bits of it uh in a lot of demos that i really love um, Neos, the universe that I just discovered uh, recently, Fruxius, that is a madman. He's just way too yeah. good at VR. Yeah, and is. Neos universe, you know, even after like a half, a year and a half of DK2, Neos universe made me smile and just I had a big smile on my face looking around me. That doesn't happen a lot, but it just happened. And I was happy when I took out the essay. I was just, I, I felt good because it was just ama- that amazing. And that again with a Street View VR, uh, the social thing beta we tried from Thomas Newman. Um, uh, we tried it with uh, with Olivier and the developer of Darkfield and uh, Mark Schwann. We just yeah, we had fun. Like we really had fun. We get, we are going around the world looking at stuff like random stuff and we would just follow each other and find cool stuff and funny things and we could just take picture of it and we we spent like an hour in it going everywhere in the world watching people's faces or just fishes uh, under the sea or just going on mountains and don't and not spending time with people doing stuff that you like and vr is just an amazement in itself and if you can multiply that by making an experience that feels good I think that's the drug we need. Just, you know, we don't need like pink and like candy and 
we don't need like something that looks good if it feels good because you know it's intuitive because it is flawless because it is uh fast because it is i mean that's it you don't need to make like i mean i understand what you mean by the feeling that you get from alien into something that equally feels good but i don't think we can because uh there has i i don't think there's a game out there that makes you feel you know happy as aura does with or you know fear yeah i cannot think of a game you know it's just that memories or you know like when you play mario party or mario cats yeah you just you're you're having fun but you don't feel good the happiness it provides you feels makes you feel good but it's not feeling good that's not the the aim of the the thing you just relaxed you're having fun you're having lother but it's not feeling good it's not as it's definitely not as physical as the horror sweating the the shaking the heart rate uh, climbing you know it's definitely and yeah you're right who knows what it's gonna look like but i think i think we'll i think we'll hit it up i think we'll figure it out i think it might be yeah who uh, who knows what it is um i think the Guys from Oculus Story Studio might have found something mm-hmm. with Ray because I read the comments of people who tried it, and you could see big smiles again on people's faces, even though they tried like the CV one, the the Vive, everything. They've tried cool stuff, but going to Ray's birthday uh, in the US and people trying it and seeing smiles everywhere on people from all ages, skin color, and uh, male and female. I mean. That's the thing. Like, if you can make people like that feel happy about technology, then that's it. For us, con- like myself, consumers, that's it. And yeah. We don't need anything else. For, yeah, no, it's uh, no. I'm I'm excited for for Henry. Let me ask you a hard question. Maybe this is a hard question for you. <gasps> if 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 I pro- if I gave you the option to experience next year's SVVR on a CV2 or come. Visit in person. Which one would you pick? Which pick? Pick. Um. No, just, uh, I would have to. Oh, it's myself. a hard question. So I knew it was a good. I got you. <laughs> so but yeah. I, well, I mean, if it's you know, I could save like two thousand dollars by going to SVVR with the CV two. So I mean, yeah, I could see the practicality of it, mm-hmm. but I need to see the people. At some point, like yeah. maybe not next year. I want to. I want it to be next year. Maybe it's going to be in like five, maybe in ten. But I mean, I, I need to see people at some point because you know it's nice to know, think that you know people through VR because you know to speak to them, you see them move. But you know, see the skin of people at least at some. Sometimes it's just nice to, at least once in my lifetime. So, 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 in a sense, you sort of, you sort of, you're sort of proving, or you're sort of segueing perfectly into. No, no, I have have to, like, I have to, I have to go. Yeah, at some point. But if I, in the future, if I, if I had the choice after going once, Mm -hmm. if I had the choice between going and going with the CV2, I think I'd go with the CV2. Yeah, everything VR related at some point has to be in VR. It's nice to do like movie showings and you know book signings and stuff about VR, but in real life. But the moment you will start doing stuff 
in VR, like Janus VR did the first world, uh, first worldwide expo uh, in VR. That's the thing. And that's better. Mm-hmm. Just because it's in VR. That's what you need to do. But what are you getting? So what are you getting out of real life? If you're if you're coming here, if you could, if if, v, if VR can be better, what are you getting out of out of Meat Space then? I don't know. Just I think because VR it's not it's not fully built yet, and not, like there's still a thing that you need to have, like for it to be good. Controllers are a thing, but you need interactions that where the line is drawn because there's no interactions in VR between the people mm-hmm. there's no feeling of you know having a real connection and having like spending time that is that matters because you know we just in our own avatars there's no there's no contact between the avatars and that's the only difference between VR and real life yeah. the moment you're able to you know bump into people just uh you know, to hug them or, you know, to slap them. That's where the moment where VR is more practical. But until then, you need to be able to shake hands, to, you know, to hug, to, to say, to wave at people from to the To smell people. Even I, the pheromones yeah, that people see, emit. That's I'm telling where, you. Yeah. You know what? I, when you come and, and you get to meet Bruce and Carl mm. um, and all the people here, like, you'll notice how nice everyone smells. Really? That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's something that VR can't give you right now, but eventually it <laughs> will, right? Um, yeah, the Bruce smells awesome, and so does Carl, and Matt, and Brian. You know, I, I no. always knew they did. <laughs> Good. Because they're so nice. Yeah. They're so, like, nice human beings. I knew they, they do. Like, yeah, how could you not? To. How could you, how they, could you they be? Have to. Yeah. How could you be an asshole and, and, and smell nice? You can't, you know. Yeah. Only, yeah. Well, that's Satan in a, in a nice suit. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Um, is there a brand that you're uh, hoping will jump on VR that it hasn't yet? Or a company, whatever, that you're, that you're hoping jumps on VR? Yes. Tourism. Tourism, okay. I was thinking like Nintendo, but tell me about Tourism. No, 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 no. no. Nintendo shouldn't because they don't. They would do it for the money, so there's no point. But tourism should, and that's probably going to be one of the biggest thing. If you, if you go to an agency, you know, tourism agency, and you can experience uh, quickly with a gear VR, for example, see the place you're going to, and uh, look at the room you're going to sleep into, and just see around. People are just immediately convinced. It's like buying something. Um, on Amazon, it's like you see in images, but you have no idea. It's like, I mean, to me, it's like buying shoes, you know, on Amazon or on a website. You, you that's one of the things you have to try to make sure they fit. And it goes the same way for tourism, you know. If you don't feel something about the place, well, you cannot know when you buy your ticket. Mm-hmm. With, you know, tourism and VR, you can maybe get a glimpse of what you're going to experience. You know, for me, that'd be one of the biggest, uh, you know, thing to happen to VR. What do you think? How will VR change humanity? And I say this, um, <laughs> and I ask this question um, by posing the following scenario. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the the scenario that I thought that I am about to propose is is a world in which. Um, 
just like you, people become involved in VR. Just like you, people fall in love with each other through VR. You know, fall in love with being around each other, yeah. sharing each other's companies. That that sort of kind of love, right? Uh, um, mm. And and not only and not only that, but like I I might I am I think that what's going to happen out of this is that just like in the internet before. You know, people that develop relationship relationships online also carry their relationships over to meet space. Mm -hmm. And so, my my question is, you know, how do you think VR will will change meet space in that sense that people will start making new connections and they'll start like looking out for each other at, you know, or going out to visit each other or, I mean, and that's that's one way I think it's it's going to change humanity in a subtle way but you know what do you think what do you think how can this uh how is this thing going to change us uh i guess my opinion is flawed in a way that i've always made um big relationships with people on the internet that i've never met or sometimes not seen in picture before a month and i've always liked the you know the the human, the the mind, the the you know the thought that comes out of my, that mind, but not the you know you're just a skeleton with skin on it. There's no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't online. It doesn't doesn't help. It doesn't do anything for you. And I've always thought that uh, that's the flaw of humanity. You know, if you if we could be like no. Our brains in a, you know, in a, how is it called? Uh, a bat, like a, like like a in, in Futurama, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you could just be a mind, a consciousness, uh, and I think everybody would be really likable because, well, there wouldn't be any racism, there wouldn't be any, mm. you know, hatred of each other, mm-hmm. no sexism, no, a lot of, lot of flaws of humanity comes from, uh, what we look and we always compare each other to just by the looks. So it feels nice, you know, to get to learn people in VR and to not know what they look like and be fine with it. That's when you know VR got to you in the best way possible. When you don't need to know what people look like in real life. And I'm I'm sure that in a few years, people will be okay with having relationships with people you know intimate but just with not seeing each other mm. because you can fall in love with a mind but the moment you see the body you your the love can go away you know you we know the stories i mean we know people who fell in love in on online and just made each other and you know was ruined so i think people would be really like more likable and less anxious if they could like find someone else on on in VR and be fine with it and just be okay with just being a mind for other people. You know, just, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm not getting, I hope we're getting rid of the body and I'm just saying the body does not, should not matter as much. And VR might be the thing that helps you, uh, make it, uh, like true. And is this the, you think, so do you think the next evolution of the human form is outside of our bodies? You think that we need to leave our bodies in order to evolve past, past whatever? I mean, the, the, our body is the only restriction that, pro, uh, like, prohibits us to 
travel space for you know millions of years if we could put uh, our minds in not technology but you know if we could become something else we could put our minds into robots and we could travel space for the rest of our lives and become you know uh, humanity something yeah just I like my body though. Like, how do you? That's the thing. That's I like. I like how it feels. I, I I look at it and it's like, yeah, this this is this ain't bad. I mean, yeah, but there's but so many things decay. that disease is yeah. decaying. You know, you can you can hurt it. You can, uh, you know, there's so many problems with the body that just make your life troublesome, even though it shouldn't be. If you like, if your body could just not get disease, not get hurt, not get you know, if you get get physically attractive, everybody, I mean, that would be awesome. But it's mm-hmm. not the case. I mean, you have to deal with your body for the rest of your life and mm-hmm. you have no choice. In VR, what's cool is that you can come into a social place, nobody knows what you look like, and if you're not likable, if you're like, not, if you're not a nice person, I mean, that's all you can, you, that's all you can show for. Yeah. Oh. The, my, okay. So sorry, no, I, I, I go ahead, please, please, because I, I, I want to make sure you finish your thought. Sorry. Oh, no, just that uh, earlier I saw the AMA of uh, Ronda Rossi, you know, the MMA, oh. uh, MMA fighter, mm-hmm. and basically she said at some point, um, I went on a date. Uh, if a guys bring you on a date and has lots and lots of activities um, to for the date, basically he's a lame dude because he has to hide his lameness. Uh, with activities, if he's a really nice dude, you can do nothing and feel like for hours and feel good, you know. Hmm. And that's uh, what I feel with VR. If you like, if you're a nice mind, if you're a nice personality, if you're a nice human, you don't need your body to convey all that things. You don't. You have. You don't have to prove anything with your body. Yeah. You, you don't. You don't. In VR, you don't look good. You don't look bad. You don't smell. You don't. Uh, I mean, you're not handicapped. You're not. There's nothing. You're not disabled. All your body flaws go 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 away with VR, and that's what makes it so beautiful. With social VR, you can be like everybody else. Yeah, there it it definitely is an equalizer in that sense because you're yeah. right. Now we were shallow. Humans were shallow. We judge how pe- by how people look. We immediately. I mean, we dis- immediately discriminate, and I use the word discriminate in the sense that like we're constantly filtering you know we're running everything we look at through a filter okay does this human dress like me does this human look like me does this human have my hair does this human look like have have my eyes does this human speak like me and then you're running that it's just we're such machine like in a way (laughs) we're so Mm -hmm. machine like in a way where and we're running that through a background of like past experiences and and Mm -hmm. and and notions and then and then we form conclusions uh, flawed most of the time because we don't know until we really find out what that mind looks like uh through conversations or whatever but but it's but it's interesting because i personally have leveraged that that flaw in humanity i know that people are shallow because i myself am fucking shallow i'm vain as fuck and and i and so and i've read statistics and i read i remember reading statistics 
about how people who are generally more healthy looking have better chances of landing jobs, have better chances of, you know, they, you know, pretty yeah. people, you notice it, you, it it's, yeah. it's, it's common sense. Pretty people get like, you know, get served first at the restaurant. Like it's, it's interesting that, um, that we're like that and how VR will, will really show who's interesting and who isn't, you know, yeah. like it'll, because, because now you don't, now, now it's not about just looking at your awesome body. It's also about putting up with your mind and what's inside. Oh of yeah. It. And people are ashamed of this. Like they use their good looks. So, you know, they what they, what they have to make up for the lack of, you know, not consciousness, but you know, personality. Yeah. And that's what I love my VR. You cannot, you cannot hate someone that enters a VR space just by how he looks because he looks exactly like you. Yeah. And it's like when you start talking, it's like, okay, convince me you're something, you're somebody cool and I, I can make my friend because I would rather sh- uh, choose to make like a really good relationship with someone and never see what he looks like rather than like make a really good relationship and imagine what it looks like and then s- see the actual appearance and maybe break something in that relationship. Yeah. Let me, let me, okay. So let me, let me play more devil's advocate. And honestly, here's the thing. I'm like, I'm really torn on this subject because I like my body. I like, I like how it makes it. I, I, my dad told me once, um, he's like, when I was, when I was young, he's like, Chris, if you look good, you feel good. And that just stuck with me for the rest of my life. And, And so and so my, my, my struggle is in, in figuring out like, what is this going to look like? Like, you know, this evolution of where we're going, you know, mm-hmm. your, your idea of uploading our minds to something else, you know, I, I'm very much attracted to it because I'm scared of death. I don't want to die, but I'm also, but unless that something is a motherfucking Gundam, Unless I am a 30-foot robot, I am not going to upload myself to anything. I, I need to be a giant robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other end, on the other end, like what if what if we don't have to leave our bodies? What if we in, instead we enhance them? What if we instead use synthetic biology and uh, nanomachines and all this other stuff to enhance, to turn the body into this godly machine, you know, that, that, that will never expire, that will, that runs in semi-infinitely maybe, who knows. Um, but you know, but, but, but what do you think? Like, do you think, maybe, or, or do you think we'll have the option in the future where like one group of people will just like, yeah, will just yeah, work, will just mm-hmm. stick with the body and they'll just, that's all we're going to focus on. We're going to make sure that the, whoever, whatever is, Whoever is inside that body is going to have the best vessel to carry them forever. And then there's going to be people who are going to work on the mind, the consciousness, and look for ways to cross interdimensional boundaries through it. Uh, but, uh, but fuck, I can't pick. I, which one do you want? Which path do you take? Are you going to go down the body road or you go down the interdimensional travel road? What do you want? I don't know because I think I'm average looking, so I'm just... Mm not good looking and I'm not ugly so the, the uh, average depending on where you are if you're like in some Latin American yeah, country you're wrong, where you know. you're the only <laughs> white boy holy shit dude holy shit be ready to be treated like a lollipop but because like, you know I, <laughs> I, I live in France and we're alright but I went to northern Europe and the girls are just 
amazing. But uh, like a nine of a nine of ten girl from France is a six on in the, the northern countries, you know. So, and I feel like because of the way we look, we're just missing on really, really, really good personalities and consciousness because people don't look good and people make themselves look bad and think they're not worthless, you know, because they just don't look good because society is telling them that they're not good looking or not good enough. And I feel like we're throwing, like it's like a good fruit that would just like, you know, a limp. You you see that every day, you know, in supermarkets. Every time a fruit is really good, that tastes really good, but has a limp, you have to throw it away because it's not attractive to consumers. And it's exactly the same with VR. If you could make everybody look attractive, then you only have your consciousness to show for. And that's where the choice is. People who don't have the consciousness who chose to keep their body because, you know, this, that's all they have to, well, to attract and to seduce. And the people who really have a really nice mind but don't really care about their body because it's not used to them, well, they would choose their consciousness, of course, and their, their mind because that's what is attractive to them. And people could not, you know, get separate on this way. So what you're saying is, in the future, we're going to reproduce smarter kids because dumb, dumb, beautiful people will not repro- Will just not. We'll, we'll all find out that they're just full of shit and they're boring. And you, why would you, why, why, why would I want to reproduce with you? Is that is that like what you're envisioning, or or are dumb, beautiful people gonna have? kids with more dumb beautiful people and therefore you know <laughs> multiply i don't know I, tr- I truly believe and honestly believe that pe- really attractive people that have kids together the kid is going to be like a really bad human because I, I i think going like being not attractive makes you stronger and makes you have to be smarter than people that are attractive so you have like qualities that are useful to humanity that really good looking people don't have you know they just have to be the meat suit and not attractive people have to show stuff you know it's like every time in a movie you know there's a really ugly IT guy but you know he's really smart and he's really useful and on the other side there's like the really good looking woman that's never done anything but just look good and you know you you would you would prefer to be in the around in real life around the girl for for, for sure. But when you want to have a discussion, what you'd rather be the, the IT guy, and that's where the separation with VR in real life is. You'd rather be in VR with the people that have really good consciousness, and in real life the people that look good because you like to see people that look good. It's you know, human nature. I, I'd prefer to to only see people that are good looking around me. Yeah. But in VR. If there's somebody that's not that isn't interesting, well, I'm sorry, but we're just not going to be friends. That's it. There's no yeah. hatred. I don't hate you because of what you look, because I don't like you, or just I mean, some people are just racist and or homophobic, and that's it. You just hate you because of what you look. But you, I'm pretty sure some people, you know, homophobic people, racist people, have friendship with people that they're supposed to that they would hate in in real life if they saw them. And that's why, you know, that's the argument. You only like like minds, you don't like the meat suit. If you like the meat suit, you're shallow and that's okay. But 
it doesn't make for a good life to be with someone someone who's just good looks. You're just going to get bored and you need something. Like that's why I left uh college. It was it was just like uh no intellectual um challenge. You know, just mm. being there and mm-hmm. pres- presence. That's it. I could have done something online. I would have loved to have my course online just give like attend even like on a screen or in vr but going like like bringing my meat suit on my bike at 6 a.m when it's like two degrees outside to for 30 minutes to the train station that like 30 minutes of train that like be packed around of people because it's paris and then it smells awful and that you have to wait and you you sweat you're just tired and we can just make all that things go away like just VR, you could just be, do what you want to do, or even your work. I mean, you could just go to work from your home. You could just, you would spend more time with the family. You would save a lot of money. You would, like, less chances of accidents. I mean, okay, let so me hit you hard with, an, when we, let me hit you with another hard question then. Because you, I identify with the, with that struggle because that's shitty. That sucks. Mm-hmm. The community yeah, yeah. thing sucks. And I think that we can do better, especially in the grand scheme of climate change and how we really need to stop. We need really need, we really need to like figure out ways to be more clean with how we like go around the world. But, but, but here's the thing, like VR, so VR, you put, could potentially remove that. You, you know, you could telecommute, you could, you know, telecommute to university, telecommute to work. Um, and, and so, but, but I'm, I'm going back to something you said earlier about like not feeling too attractive gives you character because you're struggle. Right. And I, mm-hmm. and I agree, like, you know, struggle is character building. So now that VR is going to come in and in the world that we envision that VR comes in and it removes all these problems, all these hassles, all this struggle, you know, what are people going to struggle with then? What do you think? Where are, you know, if, I mean, if, yeah, where are people going to struggle once, uh, you know, these problems are removed with VR? Why would they have to struggle? That's the thing. Well, doesn't don't you want people to f- be better to build character? I mean, isn't that what? No, 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 that's the thing. They don't have to anymore because they could just be with people that are just like them. The struggle is you don't look good enough to be friend with someone you would be friend online with if you didn't know what they look like. If you just can be friend with them, there's no struggle anymore. That doesn't make you a bad person because you don't have to build that character anymore. It just makes you a good person because you can be friend with whoever you want and you're just happy. That's what I say. So in my so and sorry for so in, in recap, what you're saying is this: what we're doing is we're liberating you from this unnecessary struggle of commuting of of of, of yeah every burden stuck of in life. traffic yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And all that other part, of, like waiting at the hospital or whatever, waiting at some room, um, yeah. we're moving that struggle, and we're replacing it with gi- giving you the ability to find what it is that you want to struggle with, that you want to grow with. Is that what we're, like we're trying to create with here? Or I mean, because that's the thing. I think people people want people want to struggle a little bit, or people want to because it feels good to climb. You you get to the top of a mountain, get to the top of the hill. Holy shit! I I did that. I can't believe I did yeah. that. It feels good. I, I and so I I wonder if like 
Are we okay? So, oh, I'm an idiot because what we're going to give people to struggle with is simulated suspense, like Alien Isolation, and and simulated suspense, yeah. like racing car simulators, where you're like at the edge of the finish line and you cross one millisecond before the other guy. So maybe that's struggle. Maybe you know the the you know you're building up these crafts inside these simulated worlds. Give me, tell me what you think. I think we would live in a world where everybody has the same chance and to be someone you like to be, that makes sense. If you want to live okay with yourself, you would have to to learn to do stuff, to create, to to you know, to make relationships. Today some people can just leave well, like I said, out of their good looks, and that's all we ask them to do, and they're f- probably fine with it. But if we la- lived in a world where you are, you'd have to be smart, you know, you have to to be funny, you have to be, you know, you have to have knowledge, you have to be, you know, well, to have qualities that only the mind have. Well, that would make you have to learn all the time and just, you know, be a better person overall. If you if you remove the struggle, there's not going to be. It's not because there's no struggle, there's no stress, or I mean, you. If the the kids somehow at some point, you know, they had to pass an exam for really cool virtual school, that's repraised and all, they they would still have to wait for their papers coming online and receiving them. There's still stress. There's still every everyday burden of the mind. There's still fear. There's still you know people can will. St- still be sick in real life just mm-hmm. won't see it so you cannot just get sympathized with it and sympathy when it comes to to pain sometimes most of i think most of the time people don't like it it's like when you see people in a wheelchair or blind people sometimes they just don't need your help but people will always 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 feel like they are you know like a kid mm-hmm. they need your help no no that's what vr can enable also like to kill a bit of that sympathy that's a bit too much that we we're overdoing a bit too much with the sympathy because you know it's like people dying of hunger on the other side of the planet we so we stay we're wasting a lot of food and we're trying to make up for it by being like some sort of nicer people it's like christians that going to the the um, the well, the church every Sunday morning, but that don't really help the poor or just are not nice people to others or just mm. you know just I don't know. We could if you had to prove yourself through knowledge, uh, accomplishments, uh, um, you know your personality, then we just we just thrive for better people overall because that that's the only thing you could show to other people how, to how- get. Liked. How will we know whether someone is worthy or is is or is an awesome person? Like, there's no worthiness. That's the thing. You just do you like them or you don't like them. Mm-hmm. You like their mind, you don't like their mind. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not personal, you know. It's because you don't know what it looks like. So you can you cannot hate on things you don't mm-hmm. know. If you just don't know, don't like the way they talk, you don't like their accent, you don't like uh, what they think of what uh, you think, mm-hmm. if you don't like the the knowledge you have on the thing you you know, well, you just can 
not be friends and that's fine you there's billions of people on earth and you can fr- be friends with any of them and i can i, I know because i'm friends I, I consider them my friends and i'm pretty sure they do too but i'm friends with people who like who have big families who have like uh kyle has like, four daughters so i mean i'm pretty like far from him you know in mm. life mm. and yet i feel it like he's my equal because mm. you know as a human he's really really cool and i seem like you know as a not maybe a father figure in vr because he's always there and he's always help but i i just like people because of their minds and i've never i I don't think I've disliked someone in VR because I feel like the only people who come into social VR are only interesting people, if that makes sense. Because yeah, no, it's, it's, you ha- I think you have to be a little bit weird or interesting to be involved yeah, 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 paying yeah, attention yeah. to this medium right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, I mean, when I joined, uh, first joined social VR, I was really, you know, I'm a, I didn't feel good in my life. I was just stressed. I was just, uh, I was sick all the time. I just... I just wanted something else, and so social VR just helped me you know, mm-hmm. get better in life that way because I didn't have to care what the people thought about me. They couldn't see me stress. That's the thing. If you know um, someone who has social anxiety and fear of crowds or fear of talking into off in in front of other people in VR, it gets. It disappears really quickly because you don't see their eye looking in, into your eyes, and that's what makes you really like bad about yourself. Let, me, like, ask, look- you, let me ask you really quick about like you, so you talked about equals, right? You 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 yeah. you feel that you're amongst equals in this space, but what about you know? Because I'm because I'm thinking about all the different schemes, all the different methods, all the different features, quote unquote, that companies are going to add to. Figure out ways to monetize because here's the thing: like we don't really know how you're gonna make money in the social VR with a social VR app. And I wonder whether, you know, what do you think about like I've I've had this idea bounce around in my head a couple times from uh, you know just just the idea of a reputation based economy. And I wonder if this if that could translate over to VR, wherein you would have your avatar and you would have you know a number next to it and that number is like how much you've been upvoted by other people who think your mind is cool and you're walking around with these points next to you and i wonder if that would take away from these this 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 feeling of being equal or would it yeah, add yeah. or would it add it or would add a new layer of information so that people can make better decisions on who is awesome and who isn't i mean what do you think well there's going to be spaces where it's going to be something that is going like the space is going to revolve around it. Like uh, I don't know, like World of Warcraft, for example. When you, do you see when you just start the game and you see people with like really cool armor and really cool weapons? You like, well, okay, I'm impressed and intimidated because you know the dude plays play probably a lot of hours and just knows about the game. So you know I have nothing to talk to him about because he's that badass. And it's exactly the same thing with someone who is really popular. Uh, you you feel like you're worth less than the person. Mm-hmm. And if you if the goal of your social platform is to make that apparent, then you're an asshole. <laughs> because that's literally like come into the space and see why people are better than you, even though they. Oh, no. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
I don't know. It's people with medals. It's exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. You're not. He's not a better person. He's just the same thing as you. He's a human. What he if, just has achievements. But what if what if this person? Okay, what if this person is not? It's not. It's not about achieving. It's not about making achievements. It's not about. It's about uh, validation by others. So like, so for example, that upvote number next to your avatar will be will be not will be voted by people in the virtual space so only so the, the only way so the only way for you to be become popular is by engaging with others so that other people can like give you you know that upvote like hey you're cool here have that upvote because i think more people should see you like is that i mean it, it wouldn't be the same as achievement see what i'm saying like and then the other thing is i you, you I, there would definitely not be something you want to pay for either i think i think any social space where in you your avatar is your basic avatar and other people <laughs> can pay more money to have you know crazy fucking wild avatars i think that's a that's a space that is going to foster some inequality or some thoughts of that yeah. but you um, describe youtube i mean with right. the, you know number but youtube is really awful because the best content is not put in yeah front of everybody there's lots of amazing channels that have really few subscribers some people just subscribe and but like some of the videos but what does that do mm -hmm. if you don't have a voice you're nothing and like you cannot do anything against the people who already have every single vote and every single likes so that's a flawed system and if we reproduce the same system in in vr that's just a mistake and we just have to find another social platform because if you select a platform on which you know you're going to feel bad then you have just have a problem and that's mm -hmm. a, I think it's just a problem of our generation that made people on the internet look like aliens or just gods yeah. mm. it's like a, a movie star the, it's only achievements it's not doesn't make doesn't give her superpowers he's not he has money but that he cannot buy you know more human yeah he's just he's just a person yeah and the only thing the, sorry the only thing i know about you is that other people like you because you have that high number hmm. that i mean that I mean, would be the only reason uh, why someone would give you a vote is because they like you the only way we should do it is to make hubs of stuff and in these apps, you can find people that like the same thing as you. I mean, I mean, you can hmm. you can know you will be friend with someone with only three seconds of conversation. Mm -hmm. If you know the same subject, and if you start to talk about it, you're going to be friends. If you just like the voice, or you know the way somebody's talking. Yes, that's how easy friendships are made. But in real life, you don't get that chance to gather in hubs to find the people. You know, there's always the meat thing. There's always the distance. There's always the the body problems. There's always the there's so many problems with humanity as a when you're just uh, when you have to walk around. When in VR, you can just instantly find. I mean, in VR and just the internet. You can just go on forums and find people that like exactly the same thing as you. Of course, you have votes because you know you need to actually prove you're like a, an old guy from the forum, or you you have knowledge of things. Hmm. I don't like to say to people that I have uh, an history 
I, I've had to do, to do it a few days ago. Uh, a kid told me I, I, I knew nothing about VR. I didn't even have a DK2. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't want to do that, like the contest who has the biggest dick, but I'm just going to enumerate the things I've did in VR and I'm just going to make you feel bad because you've annoyed me. And I don't like to do it because I'm an asshole when I do that. But I, I, I like to, you know, I like to show my achievements, even though it doesn't make a bit of human out of me. Mm-hmm. I just proud of what I made that's what I told him I'm just proud of it and you made it like a, it was nothing and it didn't exist I'm sorry I have to explain what I did and that's it if you could just have if you could just prove people what you did they could instantly think if it's worthless or you know if it's actually something it's like in real life if someone that's really good looking tells you well I've never worked in my life Besides you know, taking pictures, well, what did they achieve? Mm-hmm. Besides looking good, besides you know genetics. If genetics is the only uh, attribute and thing you have to show for, then I don't know. It's not going to work. No, it's definitely it's definitely not a good way of r- running societies because i mean you, you see like it's just politics and elections everywhere you look it's just this parade of pretty people uh yeah. trying to be popular or, or yeah it's it's a it's a funny circus we're witnessing here um and, and listen rubik i we we could speak for hours and hours and hours <laughs> upon end and i i know i i sense that fire in you man you're so i, want, you, you I really are to, to um I, I yeah, I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm sorry I lost a, a few minutes of the conversation, but we went extra long just, just <laughs> to make up for that. <laughs> um, and yeah, dude, I appreciate your time. How can I appreciate your time? How can people stay in touch? How can people follow what you're doing and support all the things you're up to? Uh, I'm on Twitter, so at Rubik uh, mm. with three three U's. That's important. Um, <laughs> can you tell uh, me the origins of that name, just really quick, like? What, where would that come from? Yeah, so Rubik is a Dota 2 character. Ah. That's my favorite champion. And he has only one U. But um, because the name was already taken on Twitch when I wanted to join, I chose two U and was already taken. So I chose three. <laughs> and it stayed like this. And Bruce didn't stop calling me Rubrik for some reason and I had to tell him every single day for like two months before he actually said Rubik and so now he called me Rubik every single time and every time under the chat or every time someone knows me from the community they try to make the R you know uppercase just to make me feel bad about this (laughs) that's just uh, how it went <laughs> now, now you are now this is this is your name and you will go down to your grave with oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> um but okay, cool. So all that relevant information to Rubik um is going sure. to be linked in the show notes. Um dude, cool. you you have been you have been you will be you always have been really a <laughs> a scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. I you know, you didn't need me to tell you this cuz you've been one. So fuck, thank you dude for your time. I really appreciate it. That was that was a lot of fun. You taught me some things. You taught me some things here and I and I liked it. Um hopefully you can come back I'm again. I'm sorry it took me so long to get you on the show. I, I'm an asshole, but I'm I trying. think we both forget, forgot. You know, we thought it was already done because yeah, 
Like, what the fuck? I, I, you should have yeah. been. But yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess, yeah, I, I, I done fucked up there. Um, but no, you're, you're here now, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy you're on the show, and I'm hoping you can come to the bay soon and visit, because then, because then I can show you some things <laughs> out here that would you would like. Um, so, but Kimi posted, we'll stay in touch. Um, and you're listening, you're listening into VR. Thank you and good night. Um, okay, so I'm gonna stop there and.